This is the MDRT Podcast. There is no one way to reach top-of-the-table level production, and many have found their own paths to success, especially through identifying client needs that haven't been served before. During a recent conversation at MDRT headquarters, Addie Murdoch, San Diego, California. Van Miller, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And Jim Silbernagel, Key Wascom, Wisconsin. Shared the decision they made that was impactful in pushing them towards qualifying for top of the table year after year. I would say I'm, I'm relatively young in my career, and so I'm sure I have many hurdles to overcome from this point on, but I think one of the things that changed the way I looked at this business would be when someone told me that something wasn't possible and I decided that I was going to make it possible. I live in San Diego and had a client come to me that is Mexican who had a home in La Jolla and he asked me if he could get U.S. insurance and I went to a few people and they said well that's not possible and I thought that doesn't seem right it must be possible and I started to look into it um, more and took it upon myself to figure out something that hadn't been done in my family business prior and it not only gave me confidence uh, to try something outside of the box but it also opened up the door to a a, a totally different line of of clientele and uh, it, it changed me in a lot of different ways. Figuring it out wasn't as easy as I kind of lended it to be. You know, I, I had to figure out what insurance companies would allow for what they sometimes call a foreign national, what parameters I had to follow, what solicitation guidelines I had to follow, what restrictions I had. So it wasn't that it wasn't possible. It was possible, but it had a lot of challenges associated with the implementation. So. Once I had gone through the process of educating and implementing that structure for someone, it was actually even easier to ask for referrals from that client because it was very clear going through that process with me that it wasn't something that people did all the time. So he was very excited about encouraging me to talk to his friends. You know, I've never had a client actually so thankful because it was outside of the box. It allowed me to kind of get, build a network somewhere that I hadn't before and we established a need in an area that was not being commonly marketed, so it gave me an opportunity to do that. Well, I'm in a town of 4,004, so if you do that backwards, it's still 4,004. But what I started early in my career, I realized there's a void of estate planning. I deal with a lot of middle-class people, and the attorneys, you know, they're trained to be hourly, so the more they can get things to drag out and not get done, the more their billable hours go. And I, no offense to attorneys, that's the way they, a lot of them worked in my neck of the woods. And early on, I saw an opportunity there because I get paid to get people to take action. And I look at estate planning as the foundation of all planning. And if you get involved in that, and I actually took a leap of faith, decided to do it as a value add. I didn't charge a fee for doing it and figured, well, if I put myself first, then maybe I'll earn the right to some business and uh, never dreamed in my wildest dreams that I'd have the level of success that I have by putting people first right from the get-go. And what we found is, you know, we actually hold people's hands all the way through the process where I know most people I talk to in the business, they look at it, well, I don't get paid to help people with that. You know, I'm going to focus on my life insurance sales, my investment sales, whatever. And then I've got a list of attorneys. I tell them, go see them. Well, none of those people get anything done. 
So the thing is, when it comes to something as important as estate planning, most attorneys are not deal closers like we are. They're reactionary to someone asking for something. Well, we're telling people they need to get this done. We're, ha- we're walking them into the attorney's office, literally, and making sure they get it done. So that's been, you know, and when I do that, I find out how people feel, what they have, all the keys that we need to give advice on things they should be looking at in a very non-threatening way and in a way that creates a lot of value in a trusting relationship. With that surprising success, were there moments early on where it seemed it wouldn't work? I was amazed. When we started doing that, immediately it worked out. You know, I didn't really expect it to work out, and it just happened to work out. So one of the things I learned, I mean, I went at it kicking and screaming. When I heard about this stuff, I'm like, God, this is way too complicated. But I made myself an expert on it. And then people are coming to you with their issues, and I have a comprehensive approach, not because I decided I wanted to do that, but the clients looked at me as the one-stop shop, the resource. So if they want something done, they know we can provide a resource. So what it's built to, I've got an accounting firm in my office. I've got a property casualty agency in my office. I just rented out space to a reverse mortgage guy. So we got all these people right in the office, and the people I don't have in the office, I have strong referral sources. And the key is not how many referrals they give me. All I care about is we share the client Okay, and that becomes an efficient way to do business, and everybody wins because they share in the revenue of what they do. And if I'm not worried about what I make or, or I keep score on the referrals, I don't need the referrals because I'm the rainmaker anyway. So, you know, to sit and wait for an attorney who's got 12 different advisors sending him business and he doesn't know where to send them to, I'm not worried about that. I just want them to take care of my client, meet expectations, and the business just comes. Well, it's kind of interesting. I've been an agent for 43 years now, and I'm not an overnight success. I started uh, the first 16 years that I was in the business, I struggled. In fact, I was such a lousy insurance agent, I'm pretty sure I'm the reason there's compliance. I struggled for a very long time, and I was trained by the greats of our industry, John Savage, Ben Feldman, Roger Zener, Tom Wolf. Those are the people that trained me, and I would sit out in the audience and watch what they said, and by the time I got to the door to leave, I was almost sure that I couldn't do what they were talking about. By the time I sat my seat down in the car, I was positive that I couldn't do what they did, so for 16 years I continued to be mediocre because I didn't have the courage to make the adjustments that you need to make in order to be successful, even though I had plenty of people that were willing to show me how to do it. What then happened is I lucked out, I got fired. And when I got fired, I didn't have anywhere else to turn, and I called up a gentleman right here from Highland Park, Illinois, and I said, Jimmy, you know, I can't believe it, they fired me. And he was very kind to me. He he said, you know, Van, you're really not very smart. (laughs) And uh, I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you keep doing things the same way and you expect different results. He said, but I can save your career. I said, oh my God, what do I have to do? He said, from now on, every time you're in a home or business, I want you to take care of those people whether you make a commission or not. And I'm ashamed to say, I said, Jimmy, if I do that, I'll starve to death. He said, okay, well, then you're fired. And I said, no, you don't understand. And he said, you don't understand. You either do what I tell you or you're fired. 
So in the 17th year in the business, it was the first year I qualified for the Million Dollar Roundtable. 18th year, I made court of the table, and now 26 years in a row, I've made top of the table. And I write somewhere between 800 and 1,000 lives a year. And this is what's important to know. I am not charming. I'm not good looking. I'm not smart. I'm fat. I have no social skills whatsoever. What I have learned is that this is a learned skill. Anybody out there listening can learn how to do this if they will learn to ask the questions that we've been taught to ask. And I become stronger and bigger as an insurance agent and as an advisor the more I take myself out of the picture. In other words, the less it's about me and it's the more it's about my prospecting client, the stronger and better I become. What were those adjustments that led to success? Well, I developed a process. I asked great questions. You're going to laugh, but I, I sell like a woman. I sell to my feminine side. I'm very proud of that. I build relationships. I ask questions. I'm interested. There's a phrase that says, if you want to be interesting, you have to be interested. So I'm always interested. And what's ended up happening is I've worked at it year over year over year and have developed stronger and more powerful and more insightful and more interesting and more exciting questions. And the more I ask those questions, the better I get at it. And it's easy to inspire people to take action because now I'm asking for their opinions, not mine. A a simple one. Is there somebody at the Internal Revenue Service that you're so madly in love with that you want to leave them a whole bunch of money. And they'll ask right away, what are you talking about? And you just answer, you say, don't you have a 401k or IRA or 403b or 457 plan? And can I ask you something? Do you think the government's trying to trick you again? Do you think maybe they're telling you, if taxes are gonna be higher in the future, why don't you build a big pile of money for us so that we have the money we need to take care of all these things that we've screwed up? Or would you rather figure out a way to stay in control of your own financial future and not let the government take any more money than you think is fair. Which would you prefer? Very simple. I learned how to do it. I just asked lots and lots of great questions like that, and it's expanded my career dramatically. That's the end of this month's episode. If you want to subscribe, you can find us on iTunes at MDRT Podcast. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.